0: It's over 100. Over 100. Over 100. We're
1: here at the Gate Theatre in the foyer for the very last performance here in Dublin of Sean Casey's Juno and the Peacock and there's a long queue of people stretching up the stairs waiting for tickets and you're first in the queue. How long have you been waiting? have
2: been waiting here
3: since
4: quarter past six. And it's uh, and now a quarter to eight. It's getting close yet to <laughs> the finishing line here. I think they've already given away three, so I'm next.
5: Are you
1: optimistic you're going to get one?
4: Well, I hope so. I'm on my own, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you tried? Is this the first time you tried to get a ticket for the yeah, show? Yeah, I think
4: putting it on the long Why finger. Why did you leave
1: it to the very last night?
2: Well, I actually
4: had a chance on Thursday and I couldn't make it in, so I mean, I really gave it away. So I'm determined now at the last. But that's right.
1: What have you heard about the show over the last few months that makes you want to to see it? Oh, before that's it
4: finishes? excellent, excellent, well worth seeing. Was well, that Not word of list. mouth? Word of mouth, from everybody who's seen
6: it. I'd love to find twenty extra seats, hundred extra seats. We'd sell them all. In fact, tonight a man came in with ten extra seats just to sell. Ten people couldn't arrive, so that got rid of a lot of the queue. As you can see yourself, they're still right up the stairs.
1: No, you just come back and watch You
7: you've got a tickets, yes. I got my tickets, yes. yes.
1: So happy. You're happy. now. Yeah. Right.
7: Excellent. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Mr.
3: alias Aby, John Kavanagh you've
1: <laughs> just come off the last performance.
3: Yeah, the last one. What's it been like? round for was A wonderful final night, I must say. With a tremendous response at the end. I mean, it's a bit like being at Lansdowne Road. <laughs> yeah, it got really hot tonight. It was really almost, boring. almost what a hundred performances or more. I can't remember. Oh yes, in in total with the two runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a tremendous experience, I must say wonderful it's great to do i mean we're going to miss it now get withdrawal symptoms on monday probably but it's not really the end because no, it's uh, not the end, in then. three weeks you'll be in jerusalem it's jerusalem festival yeah, it's an international festival and um now they're taking the set down so that's, that's been shipped out now in the morning because it'll take three weeks to get there by sea so um we do four performances there and then we have another break and then go to the edinburgh festival in august and um and this um, june next year 88 we've an invitation to the first uh, new york festival which we, I think, we more than likely be going to.
1: Now, as you've gone through these performances, have you sort of been rethinking the part? Yeah,
3: what we do. well Donald and I we actually work very closely together, so we never really stop examining it and working on it. You know, and um, it's, it's, it's always kept alive. Certainly in that respect, we don't see, it. We, we seldom talk of anything else. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, and um, refreshing experience, I must say to work with somebody like Don and the rest of the cast, naturally. But to have an acting partner like him in that role, I mean, it's just fantastic. It's a highlight of my life, theatrical life, I must say. Lorraine Potter, does it feel like last night? No,
4: not tonight. That's the strange thing. I mean, we usually uh, when I work in a show and it's the last night you may never see some of the people you're working with again mm. like English Acts and Variety and Panto and that but you see we're all meeting again in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. you see and it's great so it's, it's not like a last night it is and it isn't you know what's it been like though
1: all these hundred or, or more performances it's been pretty and for long. you on, on the legitimate stage again
4: oh this is the first time I've ever appeared in The Gate you know and the first time I've ever done Ocasia. I didn't know the play very well Oh, it's been a revelation it's, it's been marvellous I've thoroughly enjoyed myself I did work uh, some straight plays before you know with Siobhan I did uh, Arsenic which was a great thrill and with Michael McLeanmore and his, his Cyril in and Andretace in and the line and that but this is something very special but uh, they're a great bunch and I'm learning different things every night from O'Casey I had no idea uh, the man is the Shakespeare you know he has something for everybody
1: what about Jerusalem now? Are you looking forward to it, or are you a little bit nervous about I'm it? I'm
4: a little bit nervous, of course, yes, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm wondering about the reactions. We're so used to the reactions of the Dubliner, you know. I'm just wondering where the laughs will come. And I believe there's instant uh, translation or something.
1: That's right, so into Hebrew, yes. Yeah. Yes,
4: so that will be another. It'll be odd, your voice speaking and some, them hearing something somebody else's, you know. More in,
1: Potter in Hebrew.
4: In Hebrew, yes.
1: <laughs> Captain Boyle otherwise Donald McCann uh, the very last night mm. almost the last night but yeah, not really because you'll you're, be in Jerusalem in three weeks yeah but what's it been like
8: all these performances great wonderful this is <clears throat> those last six weeks there's a place in there now like Ma- Maggie Daly uh, not, been, laughter has been I think bigger this, the last six weeks which is great but uh, there are much, much more people coming around afterwards, trying to pretend that they haven't been crying. Which is, well, we seem to have got the mixture, it has been a better show the last six weeks. I mean, it has grown in the interim, like any good thing will. You know. What about your own performance since the beginning? Perhaps? Oh well, they creep up on you. Good. I mean, great writing, well, great drama. I mean, they they stay with you. I'd I, like. I'd be terrified to think say doing Godot again now in a while. How much of it would have? I mean, they they they, these writers don't leave you alone. You think they do, but they're actually working away, or God is working away. Somebody. The thing is, maturing in there somewhere. If it's good in the first place, you think you've forgotten it, and you'd go through. I mean, when I came back from the Houston thing, uh, I I thought I'd never get in a week. Get back into doing it, and two days total. Nervous. Panicked nearly, and and then suddenly, just <laughs> it was all back again. And then opening in Jerusalem. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? I I haven't an idea what it'll be good for us. Is, is is of course to to it. I shouldn't say, but I mean it really will be the test of the play and the production that we're not playing at home, so to speak, and 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 that. The niceties and the fine finessing of the of the the Dublinism, well, I mean, it, it we have to continue because because it's right. But to see, and and well, I, I think we'll find automatically that that we will. It'll just be very fascinating. We're Obviously, not going to get laughs on, on things that are local, but overall, I mean, the play should, is a great play. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. zest or a zestful <laughs> sort of imagination I, 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 I don't know, I, I think it could be wonderful
1: Joe Downing is the director of Juno and the Peacock um, when did you begin Joe to get this show together
5: well I suppose um, it was shortly after I directed uh, Blythe Spirit at the gate and Michael Colgan and I were talking about the possibility of doing another show and I mentioned that I'd had this idea in my mind for a long time to do a Juno and the Paycock, which would perhaps be um, somewhat different from productions that had been done previously, but principally one which would bring together Donald McCann and John Kavanagh in the two roles. And Michael became enthusiastic very quickly. But it took us um, from that, really, until it opened, which was almost a year later, to put the whole production together between the various people. Um, it, it was fairly quickly that a decision to, to cast Geraldine Plunkett and uh, Maureen Potter followed on that. And once the four were in place, um, we knew we were all right. Um, but it, it took about a year the whole thing to put the whole thing together, from the initial idea that had been sort of fermenting in my mind for some time, but the initial idea being discussed with Michael Coggan, to the point when it actually went on. Did you see it as a play that had become perhaps a little hackneyed with the years, and now needed a fresh well, approach? It's. It's. I think it's. It's one of the great plays of the century, not only in Irish canon but in world literature, because it combines so many different elements. But it's always struck me as a play which um, had become petrified by subsequent uh, productions um, after the original. I mean, it had become a play which, in some senses, seemed to be about a family down on its luck, uh, which just happened to be uh, caught up in a civil war. Um, and it. It always struck me that. Um, in, in many ways, O'Casey, in this particular play, was actually sowing the seeds for an awful lot of his later work and his later, much more socialist approach um, to both politics and to, 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 to the drama. Um, and I think that it was all there um, in the play, but very often it had been prettified and been made sort of somewhat more um, middle class, perhaps, than the play actually was.
3: Trevor
9: Dawson, um, how, how, how big an operation is this tonight? It's a very big operation. Um, We're having a 40-foot container arriving outside and a lorry, and we're going to dismantle all the set and take all the costumes and the props. Of those over 300 props, um, there's a big set, um, and we're going to be packing it tonight, and it's going on a ship tomorrow morning. Um, It's being carried by uh, a group called Kara Shipping who are doing all the transport for us, and the set will be at sea for three weeks, and then we'll be going to the port in Israel and meeting it and transporting it then from the port into Jerusalem. So it's a very big operation, and it's been, been in planning stage for about two months. And um, We've been completing large numbers of papers, as you can imagine, carnets, to uh, transport the stuff through the customs. Um, that, things like guns, for instance. You wouldn't believe the problems there is of carrying guns to Israel. <laughs> and, that, um, and that has been a major headache, of course, taking three revolvers to... Um, well, obviously, a, a, a very difficult um, country.
1: The man who's responsible for this entire operation is uh, the Gates Artistic Director, Michael Colgan. Are you supervising these operations tonight, Michael, shipping this set all the way to
10: Ashdod? Well, I'm, I'm not at all. I mean, we've got um, Trevor Dawson and Julian Erskine are doing that but um, I think it's going to be a very big undertaking because not only do we have um, Juno, as you know, going but we've the Beckett show will go on as well and we've got two sets and so many actors and so many um, backstage people and we're going to a place where really we don't know a great deal about it we don't know a great deal about their audiences um, we have sent somebody out there in advance and, uh, but we're greatly looking forward to it simply because I think it'll be historic it's the first time an Irish company have ever
1: been to Jerusalem But the logistics of of getting a show like this as far as Jerusalem are greater than for any other show you've taken away?
10: Oh, absolutely. The logistics are a nightmare because, we, um, for example, one of the reasons the play did only six weeks here in Dublin um, on this run was because it's taken three to four weeks to get the set. Um, It can't fit in the belly of a plane, so it had to be shipped. Um, so the logistics of taking that also, Erlingus, for example, don't fly directly to um, Tel Aviv, and um, so we'll have to probably go through London. And also I'm finding it a, I found it a nightmare, and I'm still finding a nightmare trying to raise um, the money for Israel and, um, and trying to find sponsorship for it. Um, I've been a bit disappointed about that but I must say that the Cultural Relations Committee and the Department of Foreign <laughs> Affairs have been very helpful and they've always been very supportive and it's, if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be able to go May I have your attention please with the Gate Theatre Group travelling on Aer Lingus Flight 158 to London Heathrow and onwards to Tel Aviv please proceed immediately to Gate B27 for boarding
1: It proves to be a long journey from Dublin through Heathrow to Tel Aviv, delayed for more than half a day by an air traffic controller's strike. It's late at night when the company arrive at their hotel in the hills outside Jerusalem. Now it's next morning, and despite the jet lag, Michael Colgan calls his cast together in the Gerard Behar Theatre.
10: We go from 2 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have from 2 until about 6 o'clock. And then Rupert will probably need... Will that be all right for you, Rupert? But if they, if, if went from 2 till 6... Well, I assume that, that a of stuff. Yeah. OK. And then Rupert will have to go back in at 6 until 9 or half 8 or whatever it is to get it finished. OK, now the, the big problem is... A, what we do for the rest of the day... Do you want to do a line call?
8: Yeah, yeah, immediately.
10: And the second thing is... Um, tomorrow, whether we want to go out at that time and get food, or do you want food to be brought in? That's the, that's the question. Yeah, the question so is keeping everybody together, or whatever. But apparently there's lots of restaurants and hamburgers places and, to and to places to around us.
6: So we'll yeah.
10: Okay, now, just a final check. There seems to be... That, did anybody find the socks? No. no. No? I have one pair of socks. No. Joe?
0: No, I didn't see them. Okay, so no. that's
10: something maybe that the wardrobe... Lady could look
1: out for her. The moment has almost arrived. It's now just after 8 o'clock on a warm June evening in Jerusalem. Outside the theatre, which is the, is the Gerard Bechart Theatre, this is the building which has a certain historical significance. It's the place where the trial of the notorious Adolf Eichmann took place. And like the scene at the Gate Theatre on the last night of Juno in the Peacock, Here on the first night of June and the Peacock in Jerusalem, the queues are already forming. And the first man in the queue has come all the way from northern Galilee.
11: Yeah, I've come down from the upper Galilee. I live on a kibbutz there, and I very much hope to get a ticket here, which I've not been able to do yet. Um, I've been in Israel about 20 years. I came from England. And uh, one of the things which I've been doing in the past is... uh, Running a, a folk club uh, with uh, a lot of Irish music and English music, and um, I'm especially interested in Irish music and things Irish. I find that there's a, I think we share somewhat uh, a common background of trials and tribulations. How
1: did you hear about the play? How did you know it was going on?
11: Um, we receive a catalogue of all the the plays about three months ago. Uh, tickets apparently have been sold out for some time. I'm. Uh, I found it difficult to get down here because of my work. Suddenly, it was possible to get down, so I came down here and, and in the hope of getting in.
1: You have seen Ocasey here before, have you? Yeah, we have seen. But not seen in it. in Hebrew, not in English.
11: Um, that's right. I, I saw it in Hebrew, and Wait, one what, of my. What play did you see? Uh, uh, the Plough on the stars, right? One of my friends played the Ilan pipes actually for it. Um. Yeah, and I very much want to see this. I've I've read it in the past.
1: If you don't get a seat, will you be very disappointed? I will
11: be extremely disappointed. I'll wail and tear my hair and gnash my teeth.
1: In the foyer of the theatre here, the President of Israel, Chaim Herzog, has arrived, and the Irish ambassador, Charles Whelan. There are some Irish expatriates here, there are hundreds of Israeli theatre corps, and there are even Irish troops on leave from the Lebanon. The lights are going down and the curtain is about to rise.
8: Ah, Come in, come in, Mrs. Madigan. I was afraid you weren't coming.
7: Oh, no. Oh, be good. There's
8: some people able to dress, eh, Justin? Oh, fair as the blossoms that bloom in the May, and sweet as the scent of the new mown hay. And well, may she wear them.
7: summer's as sweet as the blossoms that bloom in the May. Oh, no names, no pack through. Oh. Mm.
4: Well, now
8: I'll introduce you to Mary's intended. Mr. Bentham, this is Mrs. Madigan, an old front parlour neighbour who, if she could help it at all, would never see a body shook. Ah,
3: very glad to know you, Mrs. Madigan. How are you? And, this is and I'm a- going
7: to tell you, oh. Mr Bentham, that you're going to get as nicest piece of skirt in Mary there as ever you've seen in your pup. <laughs> Not like some of them dressed up dolls that's knocking about looking for men when it's a scelping they want. Oh. <laughs> oh. I remember as well as I remember yesterday, the day she was born. If it Tuesday, 25th of June in the year 1901, at 33 minutes past one before his clock, the pub at the corner of the street—a cold day it was, too, for the season of the year—and I remember saying to Joxer there, who I met coming up the stairs, that that new arrival at Boyle's'd grow up a hardy chiseler if it lived, and that she'd be something one of these days that nobody suspected. And so, signs on it, here she is today, going to be married to a young man looking as if he'd be fit to commensurate in any position in life, it would please God to call him. Sit down, uh,
8: Mrs Madigan. Hmm? Sit, Sit down, dear old boy. Oh, thank you. Now, this is Joxa Daly, past chief ranger of the dear little shamrock branch of the Irish National Foresters. An old Backtop neighbour who never despaired, not even in the darkest hour. Of and the Captain, the Sit down, yeah, Jack, sir
1: In a box high above the auditorium three actors are simultaneously translating the dialogue into Hebrew and many members of the audience are listening to this translation
12: on earphones Sit down, Jack I have something to say to you about Mary About Mary Close
7: that door
12: here and
0: sit down
8: here.
7: I I
12: have
0: We'll have to get it place out here. There's nobody here to
7: wind
3: The
1: curtain is down to rapturous applause and that slow hand clap is the Israeli way of saying we approve. As the applause for the play dies down, we meet the guest of honour for the evening, President Chaim Herzog. He grew up in Dublin and he knows the plays of Sean O'Casey.
6: As a play, it's uh, understandable. The whole uh, atmosphere and of uh, the uh, period of the, of the uh, Revolution and the Civil War is uh, terribly familiar here. Uh, it's something people would know about. A lot. It's something they know about and the uh, problems that arose as a result of it. Uh, in other words, uh, Sean O'Casey really speaks to the public here uh, in his various plays. And um, I think you'll see you're very, very well received here indeed.
1: They will see parallels, uh, in other words. There are many
6: parallels here. Versus, uh, I remember uh, uh, Shadow of a Gunman uh, really was so brought Literally brought situations here during the British mandate alive for us, uh, with uh, everybody thinking that there was somebody else is a very very important person in the underground and so forth, and the situations that were created that way. Uh, his, uh, th- there's very there's a lot of similarity in that period with the period we had uh, before 1948 and of course during the War of Independence and so forth.
1: You say you've seen other O'Casey plays here, but in Hebrew, of course. Are, are you an O'Casey fan? I think, as it were? I think he's
6: a very great uh, playwright, really great. I think he's one of the great playwrights of Ireland. And uh, he was uh, so topical. And, uh, he expressed the problems that emerged at the time. Um, I don't think we've had anybody as quite, as, uh, uh, quite in his uh, class here. Although we, had, we have some very good playwrights, but to express the situation that was created at that time, I don't think we've had that much.
1: The other important point is, of course, this is an Irish company bringing an Irish
6: play to Israel. And How important do you say it's this It's very as? authentic. You can feel it's authentic. The acting is superb. And it's very, very important because it's another uh, link in the growing uh, chain of links uh, between Israel and Ireland, which I think I've, I've tried anyway to contribute
1: one person has come all the way from Dublin to see this show. She's a Ukrainian poet. Russian. Russian Ukrainian. poet. Mary Deneyva. Why did you come all the way?
13: I couldn't see June and Peacock in Ireland sometimes before I was busy, but then when I tried so hard, it still I couldn't see it. And uh, it was very interesting as well to see for me the reaction of other audiences in in, uh, their reaction to the Irish theatre and somehow it seems mm, it was worthwhile uh, trying to see it because it's so extraordinary I believe for the Irish audiences, uh, for the Irish theatre to um, feel what uh, happens uh, with other people, how they respond. I believe it's a wonderful experience. And also um, I read what Michael Colgan said in the Irish press about uh, the prestigious uh, Jerusalem Festival, and I felt that I would like to be a part of it because he felt so strongly about it, and I believe in his uh, feelings for the theatre and his dedication.
1: Has it been worth the trip?
13: Oh, yes. I believe still uh, many other things uh, will be coming yet because the house is full and people really enjoy it. I was very curious to find out about their reactions and they seem to enjoy it very much. And there are so many similarities about certain things in the history of Jewish people and Irish people, this type of sadness.
1: Julian Eskin, who has put the set together, uh, the first night is over now. Was, Was it a
14: problem the last two days... Well, it was not so much a problem, but it was very long and intensive. I mean, I haven't slept now since 8 o'clock yesterday morning. We went right through continuously to get it ready for tonight. Um, I think when I, when I met you last in the gate when we were taking it down, I said to you that it wasn't built for touring and we, we paid the price for it here. I mean, it took a long, hard battle to get it up. Um, we were using local help, so we had the language problem, trying to explain what we wanted. And... Um, there was the carpenter from the gate, uh, Freddie West, came out here, which was what saved us, I think, because we at least we had one person there with me who knew how it went together. But, I mean, we did it just by sticking to it and going at it um, continuously. Um, it's up. It looks well. It's there. But, I mean, it's only after a lot of work. Uh, I think the value of the set, because it is such a good set, I mean, visually, is that it's brought... Um, to foreigners, an idea of how a house in Dublin would have been at the time, they had no concept whatsoever of those sort of timber floors and the Georgian windows and um, the shutters and things like that, the detail on the set, and I think it's helped the play work as well as it, as it has done tonight.
1: Michael Cobney is the critic of the Financial Times. He's arrived in Jerusalem from London and has seen a performance.
15: They know this play here very well. It has been performed in the Camry Theatre. I think the appearance of an Irish company doing it in Israel for the first time is uh, very, very important and very enriching. We heard the applause there uh, this afternoon. It was a fantastic experience. O'Casey is a writer, I don't have to tell you, of, of tears and laughter. This production has them in an incredibly vivid and vital way. Um, in the very best traditions, and I don't mean tradition in a dead word, dead sense of the word, of the Irish theatre. I think the moment, the juxtaposition of the, if you're Irish, come into the parlour, with the funeral procession and the Irish hymn of sacred heart of Jesus, um, I'll lay down my life and die for the sacred heart of Jesus. This is religion as a cause for for people to throw away their lives. And this is, the, of course, the continuing tragedy in Northern Ireland and in Israel. There is a fundamental to the political problems in both countries a, um, a religious indoctrination, a religious heritage. And this has caused the problems. And O'Casey writes about this 60 years ago. I've just spoken to one of the leading journalists in Israel. I cannot tell her name. She's married to one of the leading actors at the Camry Theatre. They are choked by this play. They are in tears with the play, and they, they were very, very moved indeed. You've seen presumably numerous productions of Juno. How does this one compare? It's fantastic. We had a very good production in England many years ago with Colin Blakely as Captain Boyle. Um, this is I haven't seen the play for some time, and it's as good a production as I've seen. And to see the Gate Theatre of Dublin in Jerusalem will be an experience that i remember, I think.
2: Akhar Israeli. Shalom. Those of you who know Jerusalem are quite aware that uh, it has seven gates. There's the Jaffa Gate, the Damascus Gate, the St. Stephen's Gate, I can't remember the rest. But now there's an eighth one, it's the Dublin Gate. <laughs>
1: Charles Whelan is Ireland's ambassador to Israel. He's the guest of honour at a party given for the Gate Company by the Ireland-Israel Friendship League.
2: And uh, as Jerusalem has attracted people from all over the world, no matter what their religion, no matter what their views are, um, so the Gate Theatre Company of Dublin is attracting so many people that it is sold out here. Now, uh, Barry McGovern, presented this marvelous um, interpretation of Beckett before a full house last night. And uh, I believe that uh, tickets are just not available, or if they are, they're going like hot cakes for Juno.
1: Oded Kotler is the artistic director of the festival, and the man who first saw Juno and the Peacock in Dublin at the gate, how did that come about? It
16: was. Uh, one of the beautiful evenings in, in, in the theater that I've had for a long time, especially, especially when I love so much O'Casey. And I, I thought uh, for a long time that I would love to, 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 see, to see and to experience an Irish production rather than uh, British or, uh, or English, I, m- I mean, or, um, or even Israeli. The one I, I, I myself did once. So that was for me uh, an example of, of uh, how to do it authentic, real, realistic, without indicating so much uh, some of the social and political, historical background. Um, And I loved it, and I decided to bring it over. That's the story about how 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 June and the Peacock was brought about. And briefly, were there any hiccups along the way? You know something, I mean, this is one of those... uh, things that always happen. I mean, you have, um, it's, it's it's a big theater with quite elaborated set, and it's not one piece, two pieces, I'll go on and that, and the number of uh, workers, technicians, lighting people, actors, uh, uh, the question of, of, of money, the costs, uh, the fee that, is, that the theater is being paid is not enough. Uh, you have to get more um, the housing and the per diem is not enough so you have to get some more from both sides and uh, uh, i know the gate has gone through an enormous uh, effort to do that and i had to uh, raise money for that and it's not the easiest uh, thing to do um, we had all that you know in the process of bringing the gate over to to jerusalem but we somehow with uh, both sides i believe um, managed, and finally they're, they're here, and uh, I think we're celebrating their, their visit here, and uh, there's a big appreciation and, and enthusiasm about his work. John Kavner, you <laughs> were looking forward to this <laughs> when we last to in
1: the dressing room at the Gate Theatre. <laughs> now, so many days later, how does it <laughs> seem? In
3: retrospection. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, we were looking forward to the adventure, and... Um, they taking the play out you know the shows in other cities to totally different type of audience um, it, it's been uh, well it hasn't been easy you know it, 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 it um, the heat has been particularly oppressive I found you know it's been a, a bit of a battle uh, in this the climate getting up to 92 degrees even during the the evening's performance but uh, I think it's nevertheless it's been really worthwhile uh, the response has been wonderful I think uh and um, one of our interpreters, Ariel, was telling me that uh, he, uh, we had got the best reviews in the festival, which I thought was really heartening. Um, the response at the end was particularly uplifting, and the slow, uh, we thought it was a slow hand clap, but I knew it wasn't. It was something that's reserved for very special occasions. Um, it's uh, it's not a slow hand clap at all. It's a, it's a, it's a slower clap. It's a different tempo th- to a slow Hand clap, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's a real uh, sign of appreciation. Five
1: performances. Noreen Potter as Maisie Madigan in Jerusalem. What's
4: N- it been like? Oh, the heat, misses <laughs> the heat. <laughs> it's been a marvelous experience. It's a really wonderful, wonderful experience. Extraordinary, extraordinary city. We we managed. I don't I don't go out very much. I didn't get out very much because, when uh, I'm working. I start thinking about the play at lunchtime you see and I'm, I'm away from the par- far away from the theater where it gets near theater time I'm like a cat on a hot tin roof but we did manage to go to uh, Bethlehem and the church of the Holy Sepulcher which is really extraordinary marvelous experience and of course the old city like Aladdin's cave with all those lovely l- all those little holes with gorgeous jewelry and leather and carpets and everything it was most exciting we were walking along there one day, and I don't know whether you were with us or not, but a bunch of us were walking along one day. Uh, maybe Pauline Delaney and Jerry, my Plunkett and myself, and that, and Jack, my husband. And we were, as we were passing a man sitting on a cushion trying to sell something, he said, Filthy English fish and chips. <laughs> so Jack turned back and said, No, dirty Irish bacon and cabbage. <laughs>
1: Off stage, when you've been able to get out of your jocks and makeup, uh, mm. how much of, of Jerusalem?
3: have you been able to see? Very little, very little. Uh, we went to Bethlehem one day um, and uh, another day we went to the uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre to see um, uh, the place where the cross was um, was um, placed. Uh, I particularly wanted to see that because my son, before I left, um, particularly asked me for a picture of it and uh, it was. I never thought he would have um, uh, requested something like that. And uh, so I got one, and um, so I have it for him to bring back to him. And uh, I thought that was—I um, thought that was uh, an interesting thought, you know, for him to request that. I mean, normally children might be asking you to bring back this, that, or the other toy, perhaps. Uh, but um, i was just something about it that struck me.
4: I did notice, though, the these the. the Civilian guides were very excellent, you know, but I noticed a lack of any Catholic presence in in the Holy Sepulchre, which is, you know, any sort of Catholic presence, which is most unusual. But maybe if you went now on a pilgrimage, a real a religious pilgrimage, it would be a different thing. But we were just sort of um, actors, you know, just. It was very interesting.
1: You were on a theatrical pilgrimage.
4: In a theatrical pilgrimage, it was lovely at night. In the cent- it wasn't. You see, it wasn't a theatre that we worked in. This is what we found out. It was a, a centre, a conference centre, and there was a huge room up at the top where you could look out at night over the city, which it was absolutely magnificent. But it was strange to see the, the Hilton, the Jerusalem Hilton built on the Mount of Olives, I think, you know.
1: The tour is over and it's time for the long journey home. The Gate Company are at the airport at Tel Aviv. Joe Savino was Johnny in the play. How had he spent his time in Jerusalem?
0: Well, I managed to see um, the old city of uh, uh, Jerusalem. Uh, that was something else. That was great. Um, I chickened out on the Dead Sea business and gone to Masada and all that because I uh, they told me it was going to be very, very hot down there. And the heat in Jerusalem was enough for me where we were. I mean, I spent a lot of time indoors, in, into the pool, out of the pool, into the pool, out of the pool, because it was just so hot. And I'm not a good... Uh, I don't worship the sun, and I don't get on well with it at all. I prefer to go indoors when it comes out. But uh, it, it just... It, it took me unawares. I just wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for the, the, the heat. It just killed me altogether. So I, I kind of... Uh, I I had to stay away from it. It was was too much. Is it is it true that you played in a a downtown Jerusalem piano bar? Oh yes, yes. Well, myself and Anton Nolan, the Mobilizer, we um, we reckoned uh, about the fourth day in Jerusalem when we began to. I don't know whether we woke up or sobered up. It was one or the other, and uh, we began to. I mean, the hotel was so far. The hotel, the the show, the show was finishing at twelve at night, or twelve fifteen or whatever. So most things were closed and uh, so we found this this bar that had a piano in it and uh, we didn't find that until the fourth night so it was a a question of when we saw the piano I kind of took one look at it and I'm one of these people who if I go into a strange place and there's a piano there the first thing I want to know is does it work and if it works can anybody play it and if that's okay well then so uh, myself and Anto sat down and delivered the goods and and sat there I don't know what time we left the place but I can't remember it's all a haze to me you know we left the place at. But, uh, it was late or it was early. Did they back? Oh, yes, they said, you come back here, Will you? Uh, how long are you staying? And uh, I said, oh, we, we're flying out on Tuesday. Oh, no, 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 you must you must come here, I'll give you a job, you want a job, 50 shekels a night, no problem. I said, no, no, theatre company, must go, plane to catch. No, you stay in Jerusalem, you play here every night, 50 shekels. No, no, have to go, have to go. Uh, oh, yes, the British must go home. No, no, we're Irish, Ireland. Oh, Irlande, great, great, you come back again. Oh, yes, back next year, yes, indeed. <laughs>
1: On the flight home from Tel Aviv, Juno's had a good lunch. Geraldine Plunkett, what has the tour been like for you?
12: The tour has been marvellous, really, from the point of view of the reception. The play went very, very well. And I think, you know, we, di- we did it quite well. We were all quite up, if that's the word. But it's been very, very hard work because of the temperature and the extremes of climate and the costumes being so heavy. And the, also the fact that um, both Donal and I, our voices, had a, we did a little bit of problems due to the the contrast between the the heat of the climate, the sweating of the costumes, and then the um, air conditioning, you know. The, the specialist told us actually that this very often was a problem with people who weren't used to the climate, but, I mean, we managed it. wasn't too bad. Um, the reception was fantastic. I mean, the Israelis, in their own way, sort of got the humour. I mean, obviously, it didn't get the huge laughs that it did in Dublin, but it got the humour. And we really had a great trip, but we feel as if we've done 12 performances instead of five because of the extra hard work it was. You know, but very, really, very rewarding and gratifying.
1: The curtain has come down on the final performance of June and the Peacock. Michael Colgan, at the end of the journey, now, was it worth it?
10: Oh, infinitely. I mean, the um, remember we brought two shows here. I'll go on, and June and the Peacock, and the impression they've made, and I think what I think we've done a very good job for Irish theatre and spreading the word. Um, Irish Theatre has got to go to more of these festivals and we've had a fantastic response. I mean, every night the applause was better than in the gate Um, and it was very interesting for them to want the play to be more relevant to Northern Ireland. Uh, It was very interesting for them to work with actors, the simultaneous translation people. Um, That mingling was was incredible. But all in all, I think that the bridging the culture gaps um, and trying to bridge the culture gaps, it's been fantastic, a memorable experience and well worth it.
1: You had problems inevitably bringing a play like this so far afield. All these were overcome.
10: Oh, they were. There was a, a, there was a great deal of problems in doing it. And, um, you know, the, the old Chinese saying, if you stop every time you hear a dog bark, you'll never get to the end of the road. Um, and I think that something that's worth it um, is often, you know, causes the most pain. Um, there were problems, and I've always known there are problems. There are problems in festivals. Because I've done six of them myself, but um, um, uh, you know, it was well, well worth it.
3: Sometimes
8: I just look up at the sky and I ask myself the question: What is? that's the question what is the stars